This is RJ Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. Anthony for three. Bang! That one goes this down. one by Mattingly. Oh, hang on to the RJ Barrett does it again from downtown. He is just tearing the Orioles apart. It's, it's good. Randall gets the bounce, and he ties the game. Houston ducks under. Got it. But a pass left. Hudson Reed slam the other way for Aaron Judge. To the trees. Creates. And showing some dexterity as well with the left hand. Yankees win. Yankees win. Well, that'll do it. Uh, What's going on, everybody? I'm your host, RJ Carbone, and this is episode 342 of the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees index analysis. We also do MMA now too. Yankees every series, Knicks every game, MMA on the weekends. Um, yeah, welcome. Episode 342. If you're new here, Welcome and be sure to subscribe to the show. I'm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher, Overcast, Castro, Breaker, SoundCloud, many listening platforms. You can also watch the podcast on YouTube and you can watch it on Spotify too. So you can listen to it on all those platforms, and you can watch it on YouTube and Spotify if you, if you like. So be sure to subscribe to it. If you listen to us on Apple Pod, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review. We are currently a five-star podcast, and we'd like to keep it that way. So if you do enjoy the show, give us a five-star rating. Or like us on YouTube, wherever you can. Comment. Give us some feedback. You know? Share the podcast with your friends on social media. And if you want to follow me on social media, you can do that too. I'm on Facebook, RJ Carbone. That's r.j.carbone. And I'm also on Instagram, at Rob J. Carbone. At Rob J. Carbone. So, I mean, I'm going to get right into it tonight. I was going to combine this episode with the most recent Knicks-Blazers game. The Knicks defeated the Blazers, um, but we're going to save that. We might put that episode, either push it aside to tomorrow, which tomorrow, March 17th on Thursday, or we might just skip that and talk about the Knicks on after Friday's game. We'll see. Depends on how I feel tomorrow, if I'm busy enough, if I have the energy, because right now I just don't have the energy. Because of the Yankees, uh, the same old, same old. Right? Or should I say the new? The new old, the new, the same old uh, new Yankees, I guess, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, listen, we're going to get to it all. Yeah. Uh, we're going to head to our first break. We'll, we'll start up with the NYY, NYK. MMA question of the day and then um, we'll get right into it after that because we've got some things to say 
Got to try to make this more, you know, 30 to 45 minutes tonight. Don't want to be too long. Hopefully it's like closer to 30 minutes. But we'll see. We'll see. All right, let's head to our first break. When we get back, we'll start this up. Stay with us. Be right back. Hey, guys. So I've noticed that only a small portion of you who watch BD4 on YouTube are actually subscribed. So if you do enjoy this podcast and maybe you want to be notified when new episodes release, I'd consider subscribing and also hitting that notification bell. This way we can help the channel grow and you won't miss a single episode of BD4. Alright, let's get back to it. So, if you guys want to follow me on social media, be sure to do so right now. I'm on Facebook at RJ Carbone, and I'm also on Instagram at Rob J Carbone. Once again, if you want to find me on Facebook, that is RJ Carbone. Instagram at Rob J Carbone. show i'm sorry for that long break long break uh, longer than usual i needed to go get a drink of water um one sec all right we're good so let's talk about it again welcome back to the show this is episode 342 of bd4 if you are new here to the podcast well be sure to subscribe, download the podcast episodes, share the podcast on social media. You know the usual. <clears throat> so here's the thing, all right? Um, 
you know, I, I don't know how I always forget <laughs> to, uh, it's because we, we usually do it at the end. So, uh, before we even dive into it, let's get to our NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day to warm up our brains. We'll get this thing going. Alright, so for episode 342, our NYYNYK MMA question of the day is from 1976 to 1978, the Yankees won three American League pennants. How many times did they win the World Series during that span? Alright. I'll say it again. From 1976 to 1978, the Yankees won three American League pennants. How many times did they win the World Series during that span? All right, so let me know the answer, whether that's on Facebook, Instagram, or any of the podcast platforms that you're allowed to comment on. You know, however you can get a hold of me, let me know. If you get the answer correct, I'll give you a shout-out in the next episode. If you get it incorrect, but you at least attempt to guess, I'll let you know what the answer is in the next episode. So, last night, and as I am currently recording... It's March 16th on a Wednesday. So last night to me right now as I speak, not as you listen, is March 15th on Tuesday. So last night on Tuesday, the New York Yankees re-signed Anthony Rizzo on a deal worth $32 million for two years. It's a straight-up deal. They're paying him 16 each, and he's got an opt-out clause for year two, which he'll probably use. Okay, so I like Rizzo. Right, I've let you all know, I like Rizzo. I think he's a good player. I'm a fan of him. He's one of my favorite players in baseball, to be honest. He's one of the more well-respected players in the game. Guy's overcome a lot. And he's a very charitable dude. And he's a good player. Okay, so I like Rizzo. But, they did this with Freeman still out there at the time. I believe he's just about to sign with L.A. as I'm getting texts over and over right now. They they did it with Freeman still out on the market. Now, all of this, this whole offseason, to me, it's not been shocking. Totally expected. Given how this front office has operated these last few seasons, that minor market mentality, it's not surprising that the offseason went the way it did or has gone the way it did. You know, it's been very unspectacular, underwhelming. That said, okay, that said, I do want to point out that I that this doesn't mean I think this was an absolute dreadful, terrible offseason in the world is gonna end. I do think they got better, right? I do think they did. I think, in theory, they improved defensively. Okay, you got better 
behind the dish. You got better at shortstop. You got better at first base. I think they improved at the plate. Um, In particular, well, one, they got their lefty. They got a lefty. Two, actually, if you include if you include the catcher kid. But they got Rizzo the lefty, and most importantly, I think they improved in terms of contact hitting, and I think that will overall improve their offense. Their lineup is going to be given a boost because they've now got Donaldson at third base. Which, if you look at Geo's 2021, he actually struck out a lot, and Donaldson strikes out over the course of his career. He's striking out at about an average rate. His 20% K rate is about average. So you don't get a ton of strikeouts from him. Maybe a little more in recent years, but you don't get a ton relative to the rest of the guys. At shortstop, Kiner Falefa. Kiner Falefa. He's a contact hitter. So you got more contact there. He's a 15% K rate guy. And he's got the ability to hit 280. Gary's not going to be there with his 30% K rate. Voigt's not going to be playing first base, at least not regularly anymore. If he's even around, he'll probably be traded. And Rizzo is a contact hitter. So you improved your contact hitting. You improve your defense. You have your lefty. On the bases, you can even say that adding in you know a more athletic guy like Connor Falefa improves your speed on the bases. That's one guy, at least. The three guys you got rid of, no base running skills. Gio was not a good runner. Voight and Sanchez obviously were not good runners. And you got a player like Donaldson who's got an edge to him, like we talked about. He's the asshole that we've all been wanting. Maybe he's not in his prime anymore, but he does bring a competitive edge that this team has obviously lacked. So you do get better in certain areas. So I do want, I just want to point that out real briefly. Okay. Before we start criticizing the shit out of this offseason, I do want to point out that I do think the Yankees got better. That I can't critique. They went out and fixed a bunch of needs but there's a problem to what they did too. And we're going to talk about that problem, those problems, when we return from break. Stay with us. Be right back. So BD4 is on so many platforms to listen to. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, You can listen to us on Spotify. You can find us on our sponsor, Anchor, and many other listening platforms as well, wherever you get your podcasts. But we are also available to watch on YouTube. So if you want to watch us on YouTube, go subscribe there. But if you prefer to listen to us, again, many, many, many listening platforms. Just be sure to subscribe, download, give us a rating or a view comment, share the podcast, and all that fun stuff. This is BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis.
All right, welcome back to the show. You're listening to episode 342 of BD4. I am your host, RJ Carbone. So we just went over to recap really quickly that, yes, the Yankees did get better. They improved a lot defensively. They improved a lot in terms of their contact hitting at the plate. They have more lefties now. They improved marginally on the bases, and they've got a player with an edge now. So there are areas that they improved in. The thing is, well, first of all, there's just still there's still a lot of question marks on this team, even with these additions, right? You still have to worry about the health of Judge Stanton Hicks. And now you have to worry about the health of Josh Donaldson, who's 36 and has been on and off the field in the last five seasons. You have to worry about will Gallo adjust to New York. On top of that, the guy you just signed, Rizzo, is he going to be productive? Can he still give you something? Can he be a little better than he was last year when he showed signs of regression? Will this catcher platoon, this new catching platoon that we have right now, if they do go Rizzo, um, I'm sorry, uh, Higgy and uh, Ben, will it be enough to even meet the low standards of a catcher? Because we know catchers aren't going to hit. But them together, still not a very good offensive catching platoon. Even to the standards of a catcher. Is LeMayu going to be able to bounce back? Was it just because he was unhealthy? Is Torres going to finally be able to bounce back? Was it just because he was at shortstop? We haven't even addressed the rotation. You know, is Cole going to be a sub-3 ERA pitcher still without the tack? Or any kind of substance, you know. Which, you're going to need that. You're going to need him to be dominant Garrett Cole. With the rest of this rotation being as it is. What the hell is Severino going to look like after basically a three year layoff? Then you've got a bunch of number four, number fives. Let's be honest. Tyone, Montgomery, uh, Cortez, Herman. Those guys aren't aren't going to give you much than three number three to number five production. They're not that special. You need at least two aces if your offense is going to be clunky as it is. The prospects on, in, on the mound, too, are unpredictable. You don't know what you're going to get from Luis Hill if he's in this rotation at some point. You don't know what you're going to get from Schmidt after the surgery. Davey Garcia, he keeps trending in the wrong direction. And two, the question is, even if the, all those concerns aren't concerns and we end up getting the ceiling of all those things we mentioned and everything works out good, even with that, combined with the additions we made this offseason, how much did you truly improve? Donaldson, Falefa, I'm probably saying his name wrong. Donaldson, we'll call him IKF, unloading Gary, getting Rizzo in there over Voight. How much did you improve? Right, You improved, but did you improve enough to say they have a clear division shot now and a, and a shot at the World Series? I don't think so. I don't think I can say yes to that. Right? I, I like listening to... Uh, I don't know if anybody else listens to Tiki and Tierney. They're a great show. Really great show. They're always on point. They're always reasonable. And I know New Yorkers don't like Tiki, but he's usually pretty good. And Brandon, let's go Brandon, made an excellent point. Um, this was yesterday. He was talking about 
the new Yankee mentality. And I'm trying to remember the quote off the top of my head. He was like, the Yankees right now, they want to win. But the older Yankees, right, the early 2000s Yankees, they were possessed to win. That's what he said. They were obsessed with winning, and they did everything it took. Literally winning at all costs. That's the mentality they had. This current Yankee regime operates on a budget. They don't have the win at all costs mentality. But as Cashman even put it once, he even said this, they have a mentality that they want to win in a cost-effective manner. I swear, you can look that up. So my whole thing, right, has been spend on a big name this offseason in one of those areas. If not shortstop, then first base. If not first base, then shortstop. You got to get one of those big premier names. You had all this money, and you still managed to leave this team with as many question marks as you have. And again, it's not over. But I mean, you look at all the potential free agents and trade targets that the Yankees missed out on. I mean, you had the big shortstop market, right? That was the big talk heading into the uh, the winter. Correa, which he's obviously that's not an option anymore. Story, who I didn't love, but I would have accepted it. That's not an option anymore. Seager, at the very start of the, uh, before the lockout, went to Texas. So did Simeon. Baez, he went to Detroit. So no, 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 and no. Then you had the Olsen deal in Atlanta. He then got extended too. Then you lost out on Freeman last night when you opted for Rizzo. Freeman's going to LAD. Earlier today, I think it was, Chapman, Matt Chapman, was traded to Toronto. So they got better. Division rival. That Suzuki kid, who's apparently you know, the biggest superstar from, from overseas since uh, Otani. Cubs. Chris Bryant earlier, I think, to Colorado. Kershaw. I would have taken that $17 million flyer. Shit. Scherzer, which again... By the way, the rotation, we haven't even addressed. I would have taken Scherzer. I don't care. The Mets paid him a ton of money. Okay, they're trying to win. They also got Chris Bassett. You couldn't get all those names I just listed. You could not get one of them. Not one. One. Or even show legitimate interest. Because we hear all the time, the Yankees are are doing their due diligence, right? Or they are checking in. That can literally mean anything. It could mean Cashman wakes up in the morning, checks baseball reference, or what is it now? Baseball savant? That's the new one. And then that's it. That's called checking in, right? That's all that could mean. And you look at all these other teams, they're being active. You don't see the Dodgers ever penny pinching. And the Mets, under Steve Cohen, have become what the Yankees used to be. And the Yankees are heading down that that, uh, that Wilpon path. It seems like. At least to a degree. Now you're hearing, like, I just, I don't know, man. And you're hearing Hal make all these excuses. COVID revenue hit. All these other teams aren't affected by it. Stop. All these teams have a clear-cut goal. The Mets, the Dodgers. You remember the older Yankees? I don't care if I sound like a friggin' 55-year-old man. The older Yankees teams used to respond 
by all these early playoff exits with give me the very best player available in the very next offseason. Hell, did they they won a World Series in 2000. Then they signed Messina for the 2001 season and beyond. In 01, they lost to the Diamondbacks in the World Series. What'd they do? Give me Giambi in 02. Then they lost to the Angels in the divisional round in 02. Give me Matsui in 03. Then they lose to the Marlins in the 03 World Series. It's give me A-Rod the very next offseason in 04. They lose to the Angels, I think, in the divisional round in 05. Give me Johnny Damon. They missed the playoffs in 2008. And in 09, we all remember, the younger Yankees fans definitely remember this. It's give me Teixeira, give me Sabathia, and give me Burnett. They spent $424 million in that winter. Okay? They spent because they won, wanted to win at all costs. They were willing to take that risk. Hal Steinbrenner doesn't like going beyond two years with his contracts anymore. And enough with the prospect hugging. Again, please, you are trying for a championship. So stop trying to be the Royals. Stop trying to be the Tampa Bay Rays. How many guys, how many of these guys under Cashman have actually panned out to their hype? There have been so many guys who have not panned out. So trade them while they're being hyped up because we are in win now mode. Other than Volpe, I can understand that. You know, who he better be the next Jeter, by the way, with the hype he's getting. Same with this DeMantle, uh, Dominguez uh, mantle comparisons. We, I mean, you could have moved anybody else. Let's go. Peraza. You could have made some moves. Let's go here. The offseason's not over. I get that. I do. Voight becomes an expendable now. Maybe he's platooned with Rizzo, but I, you know, judging by his comments... Hey, I just have a feeling he's moved. Hicks, you can move him. I would love to see Brian Reynolds from Pittsburgh. Torres might be moved, but uh, trading him now might not make much sense. You already traded Gary on low value. I'm hearing right now, you know, today, I was hearing about the Shaw Mania, uh, Frankie Montes rumors. In my opinion, you're probably just going to get the judge extension next and they'll call it an offseason. They're probably going to trade Voight, but I think I think now, you know, they have the flexibility to extend judge. I don't know. I also want to point out, we were talking about Tiki and Tierney. They made another great point on today's show. Talking about, Brandon was talking about how many Yankees players are ascending. Like, try and name all of the ascending Yankees players. You look at first base, Rizzo isn't ascending. You look at second base, Torres, he was supposed to be ascending, but he's going downhill ever since that first two years. DJ LeMayu isn't ascending. Right? Shortstop. IKF, he's not a he's not ascending star. Uh, third base, Donaldson sure as shit ain't ascending. Neither of your catchers are. Stanton and Judge are you know in the prime of their careers. They're not ascending. You don't have that guy who's ascending, that exciting guy. 
currently on this roster. It ain't Hicks, it ain't Gallo. So in the end, again, the focus should never, 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 never be about the latter. Or, sorry, the later with the Yankees team. It should never be about later. I'm reading off my notes. I spell later with two uh, two T's. Um, but yeah, it shouldn't. I mean, we're, we're tired of the, of the penny pinching, right? And yes, they, they spent, technically, right? They passed the second luxury threshold, right? $251 million payroll right now. But in the end, they passed up on the bigger, longer deals. They instead opted for the cheaper, cheaper stopgaps. Donaldson, IKF, IFK, whatever it is, IKF. Donaldson, IKF, Rizzo, all stopgaps. They're all temporary bridge players. So right now, having exceeded the first threshold at $230 million and going past the second threshold by $1 million and change, they're being taxed around a total of 4 to $5 million. That is absolute pennies to the Yankees, man. I don't think some of you understand how little that is to them. So they spend just enough so they can keep you know, their narrative going. And then they'll play you the uh, if-everything-goes-right game, which always pans out, right? So, yeah, in the end, I think it was a so-so offseason in the big picture. But compared to our standards, we're trying to win a World Series, not just be adequate. No, it was a disappointment, right? It was a disappointment. After the Donaldson deal, I was like, okay, I like it, but I hope they do something big. And something big to me was go and get Freeman. Go and get Freeman. You cannot lose out on Freeman now. Because you didn't get your shortstop, so now you got to get Freeman. And I thought they were going to at least, again, at least make an attempt. No attempt. Freeman goes to LAD. They sign Rizzo before Freeman's even off the friggin' market. That's what frustrates me most. They go and get Rizzo before uh, Freeman is even off the market. So you didn't get your big name. You passed up on all those guys. And here you are with another patchwork infield patchwork lineup and a rotation that has yet to be addressed. And on top of that, now we got this news that these, you know, liberal politicians are not going to let Judge Rizzo and the other unvaccinated Yankees play, which is absolutely pathetic because the guys who are vaccinated are still getting COVID. Nobody's fucking afraid of this shit anymore. I don't care. I'm going to say it. Nobody listens to this shit. I can say what I want. It's my opinion. I just I just can't stand this whole fiasco. It's becoming one giant shit show. You've got guys in the stands, Yankees fans, who are unvaccinated. I'm so sick of saying that word. I'm here. I'm sick of hearing about it. But I think by the end of the, uh, I think by the beginning of the season, that shit's gonna be lifted because it's ridiculous. It's it's about it's about something bigger than than this virus that has a 99 percent survival rate. So. Again, disappointing offseason, underwhelming, very so-so. And that's not going to be enough to win your championship. This division's good. Toronto got better. Tampa's always going to be there. Boston is Boston. They're a good division. 
actually heard Baltimore was looking to throw Correa ten million three hundred something dollar deal. I, I saw that by a verified Twitter page. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Imagine. So that's it. That's all I've got. I'm just I just ranted. That's it. It's very disappointing. Hopefully we can do something to salvage it, but what can you do at this point? Everybody's off the market. There there are no big time names left. Right? Let's head to break. When we return from break, we're going to get to RJ's parlay to wrap this thing up. Stay with us. All right, folks. Now, if you are listening to BD4 on Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a review, if you so please. So once again, this is if you are listening to BD4 on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating and review. Thank you. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this episode. But first, I also want to let you know I have another blog. The blog I'm writing for is on ultimatesportsnetworks.com titled The Bomber Bocker Blog. If you want to go subscribe to this blog, you should do so using my promo code 6A2841ERJC. Using that, you'd get a discount, $7.99 a month, to get the best Knicks and Yankees opinionated content around. Once again, guys, the Bomber Bocker blog on ultimatesportsnetworks.com using promo code 6A2841ERJC, $7.99 a month. A custom wall tapestry is a surefire way to uplift any room's aesthetics with a personal touch. This 100% polyester wall tapestry comes with hemmed edges for extra durability while its mildew and water resistant properties ensure years worth of decorating bliss. The advanced tapestry printing techniques guarantee crisp detail even for the craziest of designs in any of the multiple size choices. You can select a size of 26 by 36 inches, 51 by 60, 68 by 80, and 88 by 104. These wall tapestries usually ship in 7 to 10 business days, and the price ranges from $24.99 to $69.99, all dependent on the size you select. The Bomber Bocker blog wall tapestries come in orange, gray, and black. But most importantly, be sure when purchasing a wall tapestry for the Bomberbacher blog that you use promo code 6A2841ERJC. 6A2841ERJC. Just go to ultimatesportsnetworks.com and click on the Shop MVP tab, searching the Bomberbacher blog. And there you have it.
Welcome. One second. Let me pull this back up because I see somehow it disappeared from the screen. Uh, I don't know what that's about. Here we go. All right. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Welcome to RJ's Parlay, where my degenerate self breaks down tonight's big parlay. If I miss, it's not surprising. If I hit, I'll probably lose it all tomorrow night. That's how this works. Welcome to RJ's Parlay. Tonight's big parlay. Well, it's it's over now. As you can see on the screen, we did not hit. It was a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Like 9 pick parlay. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 10 pick parlay. No shit it didn't hit. Jesus. So, as you can see on the screen, we had Portland plus 24 and a half alternate spread. They couldn't even cover that. I failed there, so already we're done. Uh, I have the over, the official over, 199 and a half. I don't think that was the official over. I think that might have been an alternate. Got that. <clears throat> um, Randall, over 14 and a half alternate points. Got that. Randall over seven and a half alternate rebounds. Got that. Randall over 0.5 alternate threes made. Did not get that. Barrett over 17 and a half alternate points. Got that. Barrett over three and a half alternate rebounds. Got that. Barrett over 0.5 alternate threes made. Got that. Robinson over five and a half alternate points. Got that. Robinson over five and a half alternate rebounds. Got that. So we hit on 8 of the 10, which is not enough because you have to hit 10 out of 10 to cash in a parlay. And those were on plus 282 odds. So it would have been pretty decent of a return. But we could not cash in tonight. So a failure for tonight's parlay. I do have a little one on the side that's still working right now. We'll see how that works. But that's it, guys. That's all I've got. Again, the Yankees in the end improve but how much did you improve did you improve enough to win a world series do not think so but hey we'll see you know i am still happy that baseball is back i'm still going to be excited to watch my team especially in the start of the season okay but i'd be lying if i said this was not disappointing underwhelming unspectacular however you want to put it all right hey we got rid of gary you know there we go all right guys that's it Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. You're listening to episode 342 of BD4. And I'll see you in the next one. I will see you most certainly in the next one. All right. Ciao. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. It's the best way to make a podcast. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm.